We need to keep our energy up. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking Mountain Blackberry. Mur de Montagne, clearly Canadian sparkling water beverage. Bonsoir de Perrier. <laughs> this is why we're such a hit in Quebec. <laughs> Technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Don't tell me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. I am Adam, and I'm joined by my co-host Nathan. Throwing you for a loop. This is not how we normally start. No. Um, I'm trying to sound more professional, like a real podcast, because there's some podcasts out there that really do a good job, and today we'd like to shed some light on those. Yes. <laughs> uh, even before we started doing Line of Sight, I had an idea for a podcast and I think I was even just going to call it the podcast podcast. Right. And I would basically just one episode, like one show, an episode, plug another podcast, maybe get guests on once I gained some traction and <laughs> sent some emails and right. got some buzz. Uh, but I don't know how well there that must would be do. a show that does that already. Probably. Um yeah, if you're listening to this, you probably like podcasts because this is one. Right. And you would have to really like podcasts to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we figured we'd plug a few. Um, since we're a movie, generally a movie <laughs> podcast. Content podcast. Uh, we figured we'd just share uh, a few of the ones that we like to listen to and why the, why we listen to them and... Now, can I ask you, when did you start listening to podcasts? Well, that would be only in the past couple of years, I would say. Right. Um, i to think if it was maybe like two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I could, I could actually probably pinpoint it. So if you want, we can even jump right in because I was, since I, I know what the first podcast I listened to was or at least regularly listened to i don't know if maybe i heard some before but uh once i got into the, this one i just there was already years of archives and i listened to all that and it wasn't until i was basically done that i was like okay now what else can i listen to <laughs> <laughs> right that's funny no i don't even it's been years and years now but yeah i just the work that i do even the non-work that i do I've always loved talk radio in general. Yeah. That, like, which I, I haven't, which right. is maybe why I was I was slow to get on the podcast right. but just, train. And then getting into podcasts with like, you, talk radio is just like, it's so slow. Not slow, but like for an hour long, they're, pro I, they're probably talking for 35 minutes. And the rest is news and commercials yeah. and everything else. So it's just like so much of that stuff. So just finding stuff with like very limited commercials or no commercials 
and long-winded. I <laughs> long-winded, but just like I love long form. That's yeah. one thing. Not that all the, these ones that I'll be uh, recommending or praising are long form, but I just hate. And some podcasts do it, even the ones I recommend. But like, I don't like when it's like cut, cut the conversation. And like, oh, we got to keep it down within an hour. I can understand that in a sense, but it's like, if there's a good conversation going on, especially like I was listening to one and they're like, I was looking up a lot of reviews when Endgame came out. And then it's just like, you're, you're stopping the discussion and you're like not getting into the meat of it. It's all surface level. And it's just, yeah. Do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? You can go first. Uh, you probably have more than me because you've been listening. Um, most in my library. Well, not most. There's a couple that I know were recommendations from you. Right. So we can both kind of talk about those. But uh, yeah, if you want. I'll start with one I don't think that you will have that I am obsessed with. Uh, so much so that I've actually paid money to listen to them, <laughs> which that's a big jump to get over the hump is, uh, have you ever listened to any James Bonding? No. Okay. So James Bonding is with Matt Gorley and Matt Myra, and they're both podcast superstars. They have multiple podcasts each. And uh, Matt Myra writes for the Goldbergs. So they're like, and then uh, Matt Gorley does a ton of stuff. But he's just recently, he's like the producer on Conan's okay. podcast. So they're pretty well known in the podcast world. But I don't even know how I found out about, I think I was just like going through film feeds or whatever. But. I'm not even that big of a James Bond fan, but listening to these guys and their line is they're lovers. They're not experts. (laughs) And they just, they made me get into James Bond. And like, I was like, if you're a listener of the podcast, you will know that we were raised in the (laughs) nineties. So like, I am more of a Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig, James Bond guy. So like all the older ones, were so corny to me, but like these guys have made me love the old yeah. James Bonds where before I thought like, Oh, these are brutal and just, they're hilarious. they both have a very good comedic timing and they're both like uh, improv type guys. So like Matt Gorley does an amazing impression of Ian Fleming and like I will force people to listen to it because i think it's so funny and so well done ian fleming is here thank you all this talking of steak you know i've only just come from a steak breakfast and i still i have my steak with the skin on like poultry don't you see with the skin the hide of the cow how yes however you call it it's a bit of a nog hide and you chow it down and it makes you feel like you've worked for your breakfast you've done the work of a of a good saxon you know and they just happen to their favorite James Bond is Casino Royale. And that's one of my favorite movies. And I'm not even a big James Bond guy. But yeah, I've gotten now, 
I am a James Bond guy just in that uh, just listening to them and I'll listen to them talk about this stuff for hours on end I have I would uh, highly recommend it some of their stuff's behind a paywall now so so yeah you said you pay so I so they've had still free stuff yeah I'm sure there is some free stuff they've had like three seasons and then I think in their third season they every every uh, other episode was you had to pay for and I just like I can't not have all of it and the best part is they were finally doing commentaries on it and I love any movie commentary so the fact to be able to sit down and listen to these guys talk about these old uh, James Bond movies and I just get to lie on the couch listening to them is it was a delight they've kind of slowed down i don't know if they are gonna well, finish yeah. up like a fourth season because it, i keep i try to look things up on this but there's nothing really out there i was gonna say how much can they really talk about i mean it's what is it like 25 or 24 there's around that right so now? they've gone through each movie twice now <laughs> and then they'll do like side topics where yeah. uh just like top James Bond opening top songs. They'll have a guess, and like I've li- I've listened to a couple episodes multiple times. Their initial Casino Royale episode is genuinely amazing. Like they have uh, two guests on. I think it's Matt Gorley's wife and someone else, and they both. They love the Casino Royale, but it's just, like, the mistakes. And there's this whole, like, inside joke about, uh, I'm forgetting her name, but she uh, mistakens that she thinks James Bond says that he killed a guy in a, in a well when he says, how did he die? Not well. And there's this whole confusion, but it's just, like, I don't know what it is. It's almost like you're listening to... Uh, just not talk radio, but normal like morning radio, and like yeah. when people are laughing, and it's just contagious. Where it's like you're yeah. enjoying it, and they're not in the any way pretentious and annoying. So it's like you're on their side. They're hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I cannot recommend James Bonding enough. Yeah, like one example of the humor was just like I think the uh, tomorrow never dies. Uh, commentary and they're watching at the beginning I think it's uh, there's like it says uh, arms bizarre yeah and then they go in this whole thing because they're such good at they're good at improv and it's just like oh are, are you going to the bazaar this weekend it's like <laughs> no I'm actually setting up a booth I'm just I'm I'm tr- gonna try to get there early I don't know if I'm gonna get anything I'm, I've been meaning to pick up some C4 and like they go on the, this for like a whole thing, keeping it straight. And it's just like, that's genius guys. It's awesome. It's uh, it's funny stuff. Yeah. So you don't need to be a James. No, Bond that's fan. the thing. Like I knew the Daniel Craig ones quite well. The other ones, not at all. Like a lot of them I had never seen. I would even listen to them without having seen the movie. Now I've seen them all because of them. But like, and they have 
hilarious things where they have competitions, like so-called competitions on like what's the worst moment in James Bond history. And the ongoing thing is pigeon double take where <laughs> what's the Roger Moore. He is in like a Italian gondola boat thing. And then it like goes out of the water and has wheels. Oh, okay. And they have a pigeon look at it and then look at it again. And all it is, is like a re- rewinding. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it doesn't even look good. But the fact that this is in a James Bond movie, <laughs> like the, the pigeon can't <laughs> handle that. He's seen like a boat driving on land. And it's just like the most insane thing. And then the other one is the Kanega balloon. And it's in a live and let die. And, there's this like special dart bullet thing that blows people up into balloon or blows whatever it hits into a balloon. So it does it on a couch, but then the bad guy. So it's like this insane thing where it's like Bugs Bunny. (laughs) This guy blows up into a balloon and then blows up, like literally explodes in the sky or in the cave. And it's just insane. So it's like always going back and forth on what's uh what's the more insane James Bond moment I highly recommend it I, you should definitely listen to the casino royale one you would like it, it sounds good yeah I am like you um, watched the Pierce Brosnan ones and then obviously Daniel Craig but even before I think it was maybe like after tomorrow never dies. I remember me and my brothers really getting into James Bond and like, um, what's the the movie channel that they would always do like Bondathon, right? So like, I remember seeing most of them in order. I feel like we were even on vacation one time and they were on, and yeah. like that's what we would watch at night or whatever. So I I don't know if we own them. If, like, one of my brothers ever bought them. But, yeah, there was a... While we were on, like, a James Bond kick, like, the old ones, too, and even had, like, um, a CD with the various songs. Right. Like, the title songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the, the score for, um, I feel like... Tomorrow Never Dies, someone had that for some reason. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, well, that, that, a period in my life. It's funny, not that it's his favorite, but Matt Myra always defends Tomorrow Never Dies, saying how much he loves it, and he always ranks it pretty high. And it's just... Uh, but the plot of that movie is the bad guy is going to get the exclusive broadcast rights to China for a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the most insane plot. And then like, this is in the middle of the nineties and the guy's like faxes, newspapers, magazines. And like, he's naming like all this stuff and he's like ignoring the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, that's a fad. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. And like, it's a good, uh, it's a good, uh, it's a great podcast. I'll use that to transition into, I wasn't going to make this my first one up, but uh, talking about James Bond, this is one that I know you 
recommended to me, so it's probably on your list. Uh, Art of the Score. Welcome to Art of the Score, the podcast that explores, demystifies, and celebrates some of the greatest soundtracks of all time from the world of film, TV, and video games. I'm Andrew Poxon, and in each episode we'll be joined by Daniel Golding and Nicholas Buck as we check out a soundtrack we love, break down its main themes, explore what makes the score tick, and hopefully impart our love of the world of soundtracks. I was just listening, they have a three-part James Bond yeah. uh, series. But Art of the Score, um, I've been into since you recommended. Basically, it's three Australian guys, and they usually just take... Or New Zealand. I thought they're New Zealand. Um, no, they're Australian. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love in Flight of the Concord how it's like offensive to get them confused. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, no, they're definitely Aussies. Are they? Yeah. I could have sworn they're Even in, in the Zealand. James Bond one, they're talking about George Lazenby being an Aussie. Right. And how James Bond never goes to Australia. Okay. Okay. So yeah. he's never been to Canada either. Really? Not in the movies. Um, so yeah, that, that one, I was just listening to that this week. I've listened to, I don't know if I'm, how much, how many episodes they have, but like, right. at least up to that point. So whatever that is. But, uh, basically, yeah, they take a movie or a series, um, and some video games and then kind of break down mm -hmm. the score, uh, the different themes and stuff and it's really informative well that's the thing they're actually knowledgeable it's not yeah. like us talking where like they are musical people one's a conductor yeah one's a professor i think and i don't know what the third guy is the, yeah they all have something to do with music and their right. work um at least two of them i think might even be conductors maybe right. not full-time but yeah yeah they definitely talk about that how almost it seems like most movies they're doing when they're they're gonna be performing it right. so it's like they're already into that score yeah. so might as well talk about it yeah no so. and it's just fascinating like listening to the indiana jones one yeah and then it's just like cut them in here if you want <laughs> the different but then like john williams is like saying there's two clips or like two potential themes and then Spielberg was like well let's just do both of them and it's like yeah. the two distinct Indiana Jones themes that everyone recognizes and it's just like things like that but then how like I am not a musician by any stretch of the imagination can't sing can't do anything but like when they're showing you like oh it could have been played this way or yeah. a little faster or a little harder or whatever. And it's just like, that's amazing. And then, yeah, yeah showing like similarities between different. Yeah. Or even just breaking down what is the change. Like, right. This is how it's played here. And it's the same theme here. But then instead of a major sixth, it's like whatever, minor fifth or something. Right. And it's just like a subtle little change. And they know all the. Yeah, technical like theory, but behind it, and yeah, I I am a musician, but I don't know theory like right. that. It would take a while for me to pick up those things of like, yeah. okay, what are they playing? But I think also them, they have the actual score notation 
yeah to study like it's not just some guy popping in the soundtrack listening to it and being like oh i like this part <laughs> right <laughs> like, exactly that's what i know the we whole would be. Yeah, this yeah. is where the, these instruments are playing this. And yeah, so it's really entertaining. Even if you're yeah. not musical, it's just, it's so educational. Yeah. And like even the Back to the Future episode in the second half of it, they're doing the actual songs yeah. that are in Back to the Future. So it's not just all like classical or just instrumental. It's actual, they'll get into like. I don't know what you call that. Pop songs or singy songs? <laughs> what do you <laughs> singy songs? <laughs> singy songs. Yeah, uh, like like the Johnny B. Good stuff in the uh, uh, Mister Sandman. Yeah, and Back to the Future and like how it plays in and whatnot. Yeah, that's where I learned the term diegetic right. music. I was I wanted to use that word the other day. I. And it's like so, yeah. I, I don't know what episode I I mentioned it on this podcast. Diegetic music is music that takes place in the film, right? So, like in Back to the Future, the band playing during the dance is diegetic music. Right, it's not the characters the actually hear it. Yeah, or like Marty playing Johnny Beagle. Johnny Beagle, or no? Oh, what I was gonna say it was the at the beginning. He's playing right. the Huey Lewis in the news, right? What's that called? Power of Love. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I... Actually, I, f- I forgot to mention this for your first one, but I was trying to pick out things in each podcast to kind of listen for. If someone's listening, that something that happens all the time. Um, <laughs> and I know I'm kind of springing this on you and I've been thinking about it. <laughs> A little bit for some of these um kind of like in our own podcasts <laughs> there's a few things like uh nathan yawning <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or i know i do a thing where if i'm thinking i'll do like a sound yeah. with my like yeah. tongue to the roof of my mouth i try and edit those out and if i leave them in i'm sorry um <laughs> We tried and edited out our ums and stuff too, but yeah, I didn't know on the last one. <laughs> uh, what was another one in ours? I was gonna say, oh, there's there's little phrases that we use over oh. and over. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, you saying doesn't matter. <laughs> like we'll get off topic, yeah. and you'll address that doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. like so many times yeah it's like nothing matters to you <laughs> yeah uh, i you know what i'll say i'll give matt myra credit for this anytime i say sure like if to agree with you or yeah. just encourage you to keep talking that's him he, and i just like he's always sure sure and i <laughs> i love how he says it and then i also say right and then that, yeah that's a seinfeld thing I think like if when comedians in cars and the other guy's talking, he'll be like right, 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 and it's just like shut up. I Me. know that I do the right, it. yeah, and only in the podcast. Yeah. I in real life <laughs> if someone's talking to me i mean it's different because it's visual they can see me looking at them and nodding in a podcast 
I definitely notice I'm just nodding and you're, it just sounds like you're talking. So sometimes I will just throw in a right or yeah, Yeah. where I ask my wife, I don't acknowledge her at all. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even look at her uh, when she's talking, but yeah. So anyways, I, I bring that up because for art of the score. So the one, I guess he's, I call him the main host. He's kind of the, um, he leads most of the conversation or he's directing yeah. certain things. Uh, he does the intro. His name's Andrew Pogson. He, <laughs> I love it when he does it, but he has this laugh or post laugh when he's got a really good and everyone's oh. laughing. He'll do a, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes me think of um, at the, uh, in Robin Hood, the Disney Robin Hood, there's the the rabbit girl, and yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. they're kissing, and she's like just rolling yeah. over laughing. Yeah. Ah, ah, and so yeah. she's like coming down off of it, but he yeah. does it all the time. Um, I've <laughs> I've even pre prepared <laughs> a super cut. It happens, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind ah, of amazing how it finishes. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it like. <laughs> yeah uh it's something i've noticed and um maybe he's already aware of it maybe i'm bringing it up and right. uh if we <laughs> recommend this episode to him he's gonna hate me for bringing that up or maybe no, he thinks it's funny it. and it's a little quirky thing i think it adds to the podcast so those four clips that's all from one episode too i didn't have to hunt i just went through one episode and got those so um but yeah art of the score very good very informative very funny like there's jokes and stuff Mm -hmm. even their intros they always try and do something to do with the movies which it can be really like corny but sometimes that's right more funny Um, but yeah, you can also tell they're just big fans of those things. And most of them so far have been things I'm already a fan of. Yeah. It's interesting how that happens. Like, obviously like everything John Williams does pretty well, everything. I kind of like that movie already. (laughs) Like he's done so many (laughs) Spielberg and obviously Star Wars stuff. And so it's like. Yeah, and like Lord of the Rings. There's so much that they've... Have they done Lord of the Rings? I guess they haven't. I'm sure they will tackle I was going to say, if they haven't gotten that far, but yeah, like they've done Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Not even all of Star Wars. They, I think it's like a two or three parter on Just a New Hope. They've done Force Awakens and Empire. Yeah. I, Empire, I think, is the latest episode. Yeah. How, do you know how often they come out? No. They've... I don't know if they've slowed down or if they've always been spaced out. You can tell they put a lot of research and kind of work into doing these. So, yeah, they're they're not a weekly or even monthly thing, which I think probably makes them better because they are well done. Um, So they they're pretty well structured they don't stick to a timeline either which is nice which i love like if it demands a two episode do two episodes for sure yeah so i probably stole that one off you but uh, well no but we gotta get we gotta get going here uh one that i don't know if you have ever listened to 
uh, just when you type in stuff into searching for podcasts years ago, uh, just type in film and film sack. This is film sack. Have you ever listened to I film sack? They are good. They, it's funny because you can just tell like the generation of so like they're definitely like probably 10 to 15 years older than us so it's like a lot of more stuff from the 80s and yeah type of movies so it's not and it's not like mean and but like they'll like dissect a movie but like it's not ripping it apart and making fun of it it is in a way but it's not like mean uh, and then, like, it's really just going into detail and discussing the movie because they will do good movies as well. Uh, and it's just the sound quality they got. I don't know how they do it because they got, I think, four guys and they're all around the states. One guy's in Hawaii. I think one guy's in Utah. So, like, but it sounds perfect. So they are doing this somehow <laughs> perfectly. Uh, There's ways. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I know. I know of a couple ways. It just seems like a lot of work. Uh, but they've had a couple episodes where I've just been dying laughing. So if you do want to look into it, do the Planet of the Apes episode because okay. the one host uh, he'll like get clips from the movie, and there's some like dialogue that Charlton Heston says. That is absolutely insane when he's describing that, like, uh, the woman that's on the ship at the beginning ends up dying. Yeah. But, like, describing that she's going to be, like, the new Eve. Did I tell you about Stuart? And then there was a lovely girl. The most precious cargo we brought along. She was to be the new Eve. With our hot and eager help, of course. <laughs> I am so glad you captured that because that was like, yeah. wow, how many politically incorrect things can he fit into one yeah. sentence? Her care. body's probably softened up a little bit in the water. <laughs> we can go fish her out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, Stuart, if I'd only shut her thing properly, she wouldn't have been the crypt keeper when we woke up. So there's stuff like that. They always get clips and whatever. I don't want to be a jerk, but there is one guy that is completely pretentious on it. <laughs> and it's just like, and it, you would, you listen to it and you, he's almost like a contrarian sometimes, but he's still good. He still makes some good insight. So I can't complain, uh, t too much, but they are, uh, it's a good dynamic. Uh, I would check it out. Yeah. You just go in movies that you know, they'll do a lot of, obscure ones but uh yeah it's a uh, good good so stuff are there. they just reviews it's or not, it's just like i don't even you wouldn't call it a review it's just like talk about this movie is it i mean we kind of do have done that with a couple but not we don't usually do one movie Right, no. Well, I guess the Disney ones. Yeah, they're, it's just all one movie, but they're not super crazy detailed. And they'll get off topic and go all over the place as well. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, 
it's pretty solid. I, I yeah, I don't I don't know how that much more to say, but the, the, it's always fun. The one guy, like the clips, I always enjoy because he's always listening to like the weirdest sounds that are in movies and stuff. <laughs> so like, not that they've done this movie, but an example of this would be like Nedry falling down the water. Yeah, no. and that that like weird noise. It's like, what is that? So he would always find that kind of stuff. Uh, and they have, like, always constant jokes and stuff. So it's a good one. I don't listen to it all the time. But it's all. I think they do it, like, once a week. Uh, and they'll do, like, Star Trek commentaries and stuff. Like, Next Generation episodes and stuff. But, uh, no. Check it out. Um, so I'll hop back, talk about the first podcast I listened to. What got me into podcasts was, um, well, the thing that got me into podcasts was Bill Paxton. When he died, I remember seeing on Facebook, um, following Broken Lizard, I saw a post from... Uh, two of the guys from Broken Lizard have a podcast called Chewing It with Kevin and Steve. Chewing it with a guy named Kevin. Chewing it and this other guy Steve. Chewing it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. Chewing it, they're gonna get chewy. Chewing it, they might even get me. Chewing it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Which are Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy. Uh, so they posted a, a like a link to their podcast. They did a tribute to Bill Paxton because he was in Club Dread. So they have all these stories. But they also even have an old episode where Bill Paxton was on. I think it's even a two-part episode where they're just kind of talking about them hanging out together during filming of Club Dread. Right. So <clears throat> I just looked it up. March 9th. 2017 was when that episode came out. So that's probably when I started listening to podcasts. I don't know right. if I listened to it that day or not, but uh, that was around, that was pretty much closest way I could pinpoint it. Um, I like that podcast because it had quite the archive going at that point already. So I listened to that episode and then listen back a little ways and then even went all the way to the beginning and then started listening from the very start up to current. I think I've listened to everything. There's maybe a couple that I've skipped if they're like, they have guests on fairly frequently. And if it's someone that I don't care to listen to, then I just skip those. Yeah. Like there's some where they've maybe had the person on before and it was like, that wasn't a great episode. I'll just skip this next one. But for the most part, I've listened to pretty much every episode. Um, they're really good storytellers. And you can tell uh, just with... They've made, I don't know how many different movies now, but uh, they write their own movies. And uh, the one guy, Jay, directs them. But uh, Kevin's directed Slam and Salmon. So all these movies, I'm a pretty big fan of to start... Most people probably know Super Troopers. Like, it's a pretty popular thing now. Um, 
There's also Beer Fest. Uh, now there's Super Troopers 2, Club Dread. Puddle Cruiser was their first kind of indie movie. Um, they made the Dukes of Hazard remake. Right. Um, so anyways, there's all sorts of things, but just them being kind of Hollywood guys, but not not super mainstream and not like A-list. They're like in there, but they're, <laughs> they don't, it's, it's still a kind of outsider view of things when, when they're talking about different stories. So, um, I think the very first episode is, um, I don't know if it's the first one or one of the first ones is about times they've kind of, um, been starstruck and okay. blown it. <clears throat> so I think Kevin's story is about meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger, just kind of almost on the street. Okay. Like he's walking down the street and I guess there's like an outside cafe and one of the guys that they worked with in beer fest, he's a bodybuilder. So he's friends with Arnold. He sees him and says hi, but then gets kind of like, I don't know. I forget the whole story, but they're just really good storytellers, really interesting stuff that not the average person would be able to talk about. Like, and then I think in that episode, Steve's story is about meeting Patrick Swayze, who was like a hero of his. And then just like, yeah, totally doing the, like, you don't know what to say to your idol type thing. Like, so, uh, Swayze, is that like, uh, Italian or <laughs> like just something like that? Like just right. really blowing in the guy being like, uh, get me out of here. Like, I don't want to talk to this guy anymore kind of thing. Um, but then, yeah, they have <clears throat> some pretty interesting guests on people that they've worked with or even just their level of star power. They can get certain guests on. Right. Um, so very interesting stuff. The only downside with this one is now um they have a tv show called tacoma fd just got picked up or not just but they're filming the second season now so since the first season started their episodes are few and far between and even as of right now may 23rd 2019 is the last episode and uh and then before that <clears throat> So they had a couple other, it was about once a week in May. And then before that, January was the last one before a bit of a break there. So they, it's not as much coming out of them. So that kind of is disappointing, but I understand being busy, they're writing and making, starring in a show. So kind of understandable, but when they were filming Super Troopers 2, they had tons of episodes because they would have like actors whoever they had there for like a cameo or whatever they'd have on the podcast and then even just doing updates regularly but i don't know since this show started they've uh they've pulled back so not as much there for current stuff but some of the like archive stuff is hilarious um if I were to recommend a couple episodes, there's one where they're talking about school days. So basically stories of them being in school were pretty funny. I know Kevin or Steve's telling a story about his high school. And I 
I'll, uh, I'll play the clip, but uh, there's a principal or Dean. Oh, what's his name? It's like Dean something. Dean Weary was his name. Weary. Weary. Oh, weary. That's and he was name. weary. He, he was, was weary. Oh, God. Of my group of friends. <laughs> so, uh. Oh, God. Here comes another one. Yeah. Hey, Dean Weary. Yeah. No, no. Oh, man. Oh, when will they ever learn? Oh, God. I'm so tired of this. So they kind of make him into a character, which is pretty funny. And then, um,. One of the best guests was Eric Christian Olson, who you may recall was in one of my obscure favorites, Fired Up. Uh, he's in Beer Fest, so that's why they had him on. And just some of the stories that come out of him, and the, he's just really natural on the podcast. There were times when we were rolling, it would be me and Faxton and uh, Forte, yeah. and I would slip into Jamaican. <laughs> and fa- and but Forte you, would slip into Chinese. Chinese, Chinese yeah. That's a th- yeah. you guys, yeah, yeah. And like Faxon had a spot on because his grandmother is Crushed German. It. Never dropped. But right. also, but also on Faxon's audition, he he was doing Schwarzenegger from Predator. He'd be like, "Come on, uh, come and fight me. Yeah. Here I am." <laughs> By the way, he's the only one that got us back into our German accents, and he only did it by doing impersonations of Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, So all we're doing, the three of us, are impersonations of Schwarzenegger throughout the whole movie. And you can see that in that first, uh, in the scene where the two brothers first meet you guys in the arena, and and you're in this fight with each other, and you guys are all like ad-libbing at one point. It's like, come on, what are you waiting for? Bring it, come on, let's do this, come on. All Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. And it's all Matt Faxon roping in my Jamaican and roping in Will Forte's Chinese. uh, I'd recommend checking out those ones those are off the top of my head some of my favorites um but yeah pretty much any of them they like to do lists too so they commonly will do things i hate things i like and those are pretty good okay check it out i should i have not so i will uh a quick one that i haven't listened to for a while but i'll a quick uh, have you ever listened to the Projection Booth? Welcome to the Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. Joining me is Mr. Pat. They, I haven't listened to them probably in over a year. Not just because I kind of, you kind of almost forget about things. But uh, they are the ultimate and long-winded. <laughs> I was just looking up. Uh, I remember only listening to a few episodes. They have, like, a Batman Returns episode that's four and a half hours long. They have... I think talk s- about Returns for four and a half hours. <laughs> There's, uh, uh, Star Wars is six hours, and I think it's just the, A New Hope. So, like, it is thorough and detailed, and they do, like, the history of it and stuff. Like, okay. it's not just, uh like us blathering on and then like they'll do good uh little obscure ones also like they had joe johnson interviewed but then they also did a whole episode on the rocketeer and that kind of stuff so yeah not much else to say but if you're interested in like thorough deep dives check them out the projection booth interesting i don't even think i've heard you talk about that no, I haven't. It's, yeah. I don't know why I got off it. It's just, I would say most of their stuff, it's probably really good. I've just not 
super interested in it in that like I have so many other things to listen to and I'm not gonna I'll go through their feed and find movies that I know but like it's sometimes hard to listen to things uh, when you don't know the references yeah. what they're actually talking about whereas like James Bond it's the same movie over you get yeah. the, you got the gist of it you can understand what they're talking about like you can imagine it whereas if you've never seen this movie or anything about it it's like i don't want to do some side research as well <laughs> yeah <clears throat> just uh, I'll, I'll do a short one too to kind of piggyback off chewing it um on their podcast they had will sasso when they were filming super troopers 2 and he has a podcast called 10 minute podcast which he kind of hijacked theirs because his are just 10 minutes so in the middle of their episode he's like do you guys mind if i record (laughs) and he just jumps into it and just records for 10 minutes and then stops. <laughs> yeah, so I'm stealing some of your air right now because we're I'm using it for ten minute podcast. So too. you're going to take this ten minutes and put it. I'm going to put it on on my air. But the reason also that I wanted to do this. So again, hi, welcome to the show. I'm I'm Will. If you're just listening to ten minute podcast, if you're just listening to chewing it, I'm very sorry that I'm literally bogarting these ten minutes for my own podcast. I haven't listened to all these, and they're ten minutes, so you can blast through them. Um. Uh, yeah, there's tons. I think if I'm looking at my different podcasts, it has the most in the archives, like 600 or something. Or I guess, no, I know some that have more than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's some, It's a crazy amount. They don't do it and haven't for years, though. Um, but started out with Will Sasso, Chris D'Elia, and um, Brian Callen. So three Hollywood guys. So again, the kind of the only way that this fits into our movie broadcast type thing. But uh, this is one that's a little bit more um, nonsensical. Like it's just kind of they're almost doing 10 minute skits. Okay. They try and make it sound like they're just three friends hanging out. But usually they have basically a. Uh, an idea of where that episode's going to go and uh, they just kind of improv a little story or whatever or sometimes they'll do characters so they'll just say so and so is not here today but we have this person standing in for them and it'll just be them doing a voice so that's even, I don't know if it's on the part on Tune It when He's doing his own podcast, or it's part of theirs, but uh, I've mentioned before, Will Sasso does an amazing Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. Okay, let's pretend that Arnold's calling down for room service. Okay. 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 Yeah, hi. Yeah, I want to order some room service here. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Schwarzenegger, yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) Just one. Okay. First, I want to have the Caesar salad. Only half the dressing. There's too much dressing. Yes, chicken. Oh, and no croutons. No croutons. Yeah. No, 
You don't know. Tossed. There's, <laughs> no, I don't want it on the side. There's a tossed. Put it in, but only half. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I want to have the, the pulled pork on the burger. <laughs> what do you mean you can't get it? Why is it all night menu now? It's not even 11. Oh, it's a little after 11. Okay. So I'm going to have instead the... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chicken strip now. Yeah. Let me see here. The French onion soup now. Yeah. Uh, just a margarita pizza. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. One water, one guy, this one. And, uh, yeah, pot of coffee. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> so he's a regular character that they have on where he'll be hosting. Um, <laughs> not much more to say than that. Uh, I should have said, actually, the chewing it is rated E for not everyone like video games, but explicit, lots of swearing and such. This one's even more so. So if you're not into that sort of thing, probably not your cup of tea. But uh, yeah, they're pretty foul-mouthed. And uh, yeah, but if you're into very lowbrow, stupid <laughs> humor, uh, it's it's pretty funny. But yeah, I, I can only take so much because they're 10 minutes. It's good if it's like, I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to put on a short thing. Or you can just listen to them back to back, but then they kind of get old that way because not that they're repetitive, but um, some of them, I guess, can be because they basically tend to gang up on one of the guys. Um, one episode off the top of my head that is worth mentioning is, you know how when someone goes on a trip for an extended period, they come back kind of with like an accent. If sure. they've been to Australia or whatever, uh, there's family members that I don't believe they have that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, or they're well, using phrases that I can kind of get more. But when they're doing it with an accent, it's like, what are you doing? No, people, it's like, what you went to England 20 years ago, and you're <laughs> you're giving us a little, and like, give me a break. Yeah, so they do one and. Uh, the one guy, Chris D'Elia, he comes back from doing stand-up across the pond and has, like, a thick accent. Like a corker. I'm not a corker. What the hell's a corker? A corker is what you say, like, an extravagant, you know, outstanding okay. male. Somebody right. standing Chris, on stage how long is you... a corker. You look at him, you say, oh, that's a corker. You I've know? never that's said not that. Me. You, you're sounding even more British now than you were when I'm we started. I'm more, I'm more. I am <laughs> more. Okay. I've got a little cottage in here in America. It's not. It has nothing to do with Britain or the UK. It you're, literally has nothing to do with. You're that. getting some mantle. You're getting crazy British right now. You're you're getting, getting, you don't so hear British. that. Your earwigging on me fucking accent is what you're doing. Your earwigging on me accent. What's he saying? I don't and know. I remember dying laughing to that, uh, and then yeah, anything with Arnold is great for the most part um so if you're into that sort of thing 10 minute podcast is for you all right uh next one is another one that i absolutely love it's all over he says he w might go back to it again but it's matt gorley's uh i was there too it's 
Well, welcome to I Was There Too. I'm Matt Gorley. This is the show where I speak to people who are present in the great scenes of cinema history. I Was There Too is what it is titled. And the <laughs> idea of it is a genius idea where obviously you have to have some access to these people, but talk to people that are not the stars of the movie. So uh, he says his. I don't, he says it was someone else's idea, but like their initial idea is if you know the untouchables mm-hmm. and like the lady with the baby falling down yeah. the stairs is like interview that woman, right? Like what was that movie like? How was that shoot like? All the, this, like not the stars, but the people around that are significant in the movie somehow, or they don't even have to, they could just be extras or whatever. And just like, I was there too. So not the typical, uh, like talking heads that you get on extra features of the main stars or directors. So he's had, I think he did roughly like a hundred episodes. So many of them are, like absolute gold because he gets great stories from these people there are a lot of them are great storytellers themselves obviously being actors or some of them are directors maybe or just like cameramen i think he got the cameraman for the holiday special <laughs> right so it's just like crazy stuff like that and then variety where uh he he gets like uh one of the uh, extras in Titanic that are like yeah. lying down on their bed with their kids to drown or whatever, like all these sh- shots. And I think she's actually in like Alien and stuff. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting she's not really an extra. She's in a bunch of James Cameron. Right, but she's she, in she, Aliens. She's in Terminator Two. Yeah, but she, she she's kind of like an extra in yeah. Titanic. I mean, yeah, yeah she's yeah, yeah, not yeah. like a star or anything. But yeah, she's a but recurring, like completely fascinating yeah. stories. One of my favorites was uh, Stephen Tobolevsky, the Ned Ryer, is it Ryerson from uh, Groundhog's Day? Ned Ryerson. Needle nose Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate. Bing! Again! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Well? Ned Ryerson? Bing! Bing! Yeah, and all these fascinating stories, like... Clancy Brown, the guard in Shawshank Redemption. Uh, This one's a little more on the nose. He is a star. But uh, Biff, I think he had got Biff. That's kind of breaking his own rule a little bit. But they're such... But yeah, he's not a huge star or anything. No, and it's just interesting. And then he'll give like kind of his take on... uh, what's What's the dad's name? Crispin Glover. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, he's he's a bit of a nut, <laughs> right? Because like, there's all that controversy yeah. and stuff. It's a completely fantastic show. He's a great interviewer. I love Matt Gorley's voice. He he's done commercials and stuff. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates. What? How about a template? How about Daddy drinks when he does ads? And he does a bunch of improv stuff like super ego and all this other stuff 
but like he has like the most soothing just like he sh- he should read novels well maybe not because it's like soothing and it might <laughs> put, you put you to sleep but not in a monotone way but like just like completely uh easy to listen to guy uh greg proops Pro- props probes probes you know that he's like survivor or that's Jeff, probably. <laughs> that's Jeff. Uh, well, so I, then I, I was don't just know. like, no, yeah, whose line is it, anyways? But this is what you'll re- also. He's the uh, alien announcer, commentator for the pod race. Right? That's gotta hurt. Right. So he has like this whole story about doing that. And like, it's just fascinating. And one of my. Uh, one of the things that I love that he was saying, like, like they would just start riffing and just he'd watch some NASCAR or whatever and just start saying stuff and just like going on. And then he was interviewed later on. And like, that was such a big deal when Phantom Menace was coming out. But then he gets a call or a letter or whatever from Lucasfilm saying, like, you don't say that you were just riffing and making stuff up. No, George writes everything. Everything is George's idea kind of thing. Like not cease and desist, but like that type of idea, like, no, do not take credit type of thing. And just like saying like the money that was being spent at the time too. Like, it was just like limos taking them everywhere. And he's just like such a minor role or whatever. So yeah, there's, he gets yeah i think that's behind a paywall too now it used to not be but uh it's worth it there if you like movies you probably already know about it but it's such a good beside behind the scenes look and he'll do more contemporary one like he gets a guy from the revenant and uh other kind of like movies within the ten, last 10 years as well as older ones and uh yeah it's just he gets one of the actors that did uh what do you call them ewoks mm-hmm. and stuff so it's like he gets a wide range of guys that's great i was there too worth a look um what do I want to mention next? I guess I'm going to follow a theme. I've only got like three more. I'm going to pair these two together. Um, Cause I kind of started listening to them at the same time. And they're very similar. <clears throat> uh, first one I came across is life is short with Justin Long. Okay. Justin Long is known for, I don't even know what you would say his biggest thing. They always mention Jeepers Creepers, because I think that was like his first real Hollywood. But like, to me, I've never seen that, so I don't really think of him as that. But he's in like, uh, Galaxy Quest. He's like the fan. I think that actually is one of his first. He's just not a main character. So I know who he is. Um, I'm trying to think of what is the thing that people would know it's not american pie it's something is like, he in, that, like new girl and stuff did you ever watch that show uh yeah i think he was on that um okay. he's in like accepted 
waiting. It's kind of like, I don't know. I don't think he's just in the teen comedy type stuff anymore, but those, those kind of where he started. And now I think he's just kind of recognized. Oh, I guess he's the Mac guy. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. Matt Gourley did Mac commercials too, apparently. Yeah. So or uh, Volkswagen, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I don't even know how I came across this. I was just looking for podcasts. Um, I don't know if I was looking up a certain person. It it was brand new when I came across it. He had maybe two episodes. Um, and I don't know which one actually I listened to first, or I guess I could tell you which one came out first. Uh, the first one I listened to was him interviewing Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. Okay, so yeah, his first one is this other one I want to mention. Um, so they're both number one, apparently. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, it, it was like, oh, I know both of these guys. They're almost interviewing each other. Like, it's really uh, about Neil Patrick Harris, but uh, Justin Long doing the interview. And then uh, it's one of the ones, it's part of a podcast network and they kind of have a format, so there's like cuts and stuff and ads and things like that. So it's big time right. <laughs> produced <laughs> podcast. Uh, and then the other one that's that apparently is number one, or I guess it's listed as a bonus because he was an, he was a guest on Dax Shepard's podcast called Armchair Expert. Which probably doesn't need plugging because I was looking and it's like one of the top podcasts like yeah. right now. But uh, it was funny because I actually came across the Justin Long one first. And the only reason I checked out uh, Armchair Expert is because... Uh, Kirsten Bell. Kirsten Bell <laughs> is was his first guest. And they talk about that episode on Life is Short. And as we all know... I love Kristen Bell, so I checked that out. So with both of these, I'm very selective in what I listen to. If it's someone I'm interested in, I'll listen to. But for the most part, in my feed, I'll skip over a lot of them. Um, One thing that was funny recently, let me just see the dates. They both had um, Jim Gaffigan on. I thought it was kind of weird that... They they both had him. Didn't seem like it was that far apart, but maybe... What, was he promoting a tour or something? I, it didn't feel like it. Like, I don't think he... Or maybe he had a special... On one of them, he plugged That's it. That's one thing. So, I, September 3rd on one. It's fun when you're following someone that has, like, a book out or something. And then it's just, like, they're on everything that you... <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. like... And it's the same interview, same questions. And it's just, like, you know what they're going to say if you're been listening yeah um, i'm trying to find so yeah on life is short it was september 3rd i can't find it on the other one but yeah it was weird because i listened to, and they're completely different like two different uh interviews but like i said both the shows are pretty similar it's a hollywood actor interviewing some other right fairly famous person um, and then they both have kind of a, not a recap, but, um, Justin Long has his brother on 
Christian Long, who's, I guess, a producer on it. And they kind of do a bit of a recap and bring up things at the end of the show. And they even kind of do an intro together. Um, and then at the end of Armchair Expert, they, there's his kind of co-host, Monica Padman, who does a fact check. So any anything they mention during the show, if it's like oh, be, we should do that. some sort of statistic or whatever... The very first episode when I listened to it, I was like, this is dumb. Like, you're just being nitpicky about certain things that are said. I think it gets better with it. But, uh, yeah, just in one of them, I think even the Jim Gaffigan one, he, uh, one of them mentions Fleetwood Mac, and they've all been married a hundred times, but they just use a number like that. And it's like, this is how many times they were married and to who, and they're going through the history of right. Fleetwood Mac. So it's like you you listen to this interview, and then at the end, you're just learning things about there's like a one off comment, right? So it, it can it can backfire because sometimes it's just boring and like it's just like it's just being nitpicky. Obviously, they didn't mean that, yeah. But sometimes it works out. Uh, but yeah, pretty selective on both of them. They are both good interviewers. Um, for those that don't know, Dax Shepard, apart from being Christabel's husband, he's, he got a start in Punked, and then, uh, from there he's been in a bunch of movies, uh, Idiocracy is maybe one that he's well known for, because he's a central character in that, uh, I don't know, Without a Paddle, mostly comedies, and usually, like, dumb characters, like, even, uh, Employee of the Month, which was a Dane Cook movie with, what's her name, Jessica Simpson. Not, like, the greatest. I We have it because it basically takes place in a Costco, which is where my wife works. <laughs> so that part is entertaining. I think it's a good movie. It's just not, like, the greatest. And thinking of him and all his characters, he seems like a pretty dumb guy. But then listening to him talk, it's like he's really smart. <laughs> so it's <laughs> he, he he's good with the words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knows things. So the yeah. fact check kind of makes sense because I'm sure in real life he can be kind of uh, I don't know arrogant, smarty pants kind of thing. Right. So maybe it's they do that to kind of keep him in line so that he's not <laughs> saying all these things and people are taking it as fact. So, um, yeah, those two guys, um, interviewed each other. And then from there, I've kind of been picking and choosing. I don't, I don't know if I have anything, uh, to recommend. I mean, just check out any other guests. Oh, something I just, I forgot I, I was going to do about things to listen to for in, uh, in episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't even have one for both of these, but uh, for Dax Shepard, you were talking about, um, was it Matt Gorley saying, uh-huh, or say, oh, some um, sort of acknowledgement. Yeah, Matt Meyer says, sure. 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 So I think he says, sure, but then there's another one where he'll say, uh-huh and it's just like really drawn out and to me in my mind it's like it sounds like he's talking to a child or like when your kid is like telling you a story and you're like trying to act 
interested yeah. and it just sounds almost condescending but it's just it's him just naturally doing something i don't think that's really what he's doing but i'll try and find a clip but it's just him uh-huh like it's it's so funny like anytime i hear them i laugh awesome have you ever listened to the rewatchables no it is good it's uh it's not always the same people like you know bill simmons no i don't really know him either <laughs> uh but i think he's pretty famous uh but he i think he's like does sports and all this stuff but it's just it's a great idea for a show where it's just like movies that are completely rewatchable so almost anything but like just to, it's like jerry Maguire. Jurassic Park, things that, a few good men, like things that like are in the culture still type movies that are referenced to and like that type of thing. And they're, I think they're about like 45 minutes to an hour or less and they just go through it. They're pretty good. They have like picking some nits or whatever and like. (laughs) <laughs> so that type of thing always like categories they'll do like princess bride and like who won the movie so who's the best okay. character in the movie or like and then like who tops out in this movie like is like this is the top of their career type of thing yeah. so all these little categories that are kind of fun or whatever uh my only problem and if you've listened to the show a little bit you'll get this but my only issue does get a little preachy and social justice <laughs> once in a while. It's like, just let it be. Like, just <laughs> not like, it's just like complaining about the dumbest little things and like calling everyone a sexist and a racist all the time. And it's like, it gets old a little fast. Yeah. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's just like, uh, yeah like and the people that you're accusing of being a bunch of sexist and racist it's just like it's a little much (laughs) like it's just like you know what sucks racism and you know what also sucks being accused of being a racist (laughs) so it's just like that once in a while but it's still a good show i won't pretend that i don't listen to it still quite consistently it's solid so yeah check it out Awesome. This one's pretty new. Um, I have listened to all the episodes. There's only 10 right now, so they're about as young as we are. Uh, Although much more professional. (laughs) Uh, Again, one of those kind of, not highly produced, but part of the Curious Cast network, I guess. Uh, It's called History of the 90s. Mm. Not strictly about movies, but there's a couple um, about pop culture things. Uh, I will name them. So the second episode is about The Lion King, which we just did. Um, It's a little bit more informative. (laughs) It's about the history, kind of like the name of the podcast. Uh, The history, so more about the behind the scenes and the making of and all that stuff. Disney wasn't even sure if Lion King would be a success. Katzenberg told the directors he'd just be happy if it made $50 million. 
His comments didn't sit well with the Lion King team. They were mad, rightly so. From that day forward, they had something to prove. That chip on their shoulder, well, it drove them through a myriad of challenges as they worked to create an unforgettable film. For our listeners, that episode for sure is very good. The whole thing is great, but uh, since we're talking about movies, that's the first one. There's one about Scream uh, and basically how it changed the landscape for horror movies in the 90s and like the teen slasher whole thing. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more. This is just like, like I said, the first 10. There's one about friends, so that's more TV, but uh, just how that came to be and changed a bunch of things. I also really like the podcast because it's Canadian. So there's, they do, um, they're not current events, but <laughs> things that happened in the 90s that changed things. So uh, just different news stories. So one of them's Columbine. But then there's also a TTC subway crash that I I had no idea about. Like most of these things, I mean, this is very much appealing to us because as we've mentioned, 90s nostalgia is a big part of this podcast, it seems, so far. So far. Hopefully we get out of that. (laughs) So just a lot of these episodes have been appealing. But then, yeah, being a kid in the 90s, I don't remember... Right. These things like this TTC subway crash for anyone outside of the GTA TTC is the Toronto Transit Commission. They run the subways and buses and everything. Uh, that is a great story. Like this has nothing to do with movies. Well, it almost does because the way the host presents it is like a movie. Like, really well-told story. Obviously, it's something that happened, what are we at, 20-plus years ago? Are we at 30 yet? I guess (laughs) we're at 30. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I can just see this movie playing out in my mind. It's a brand-new story to me. Um, Same with, like, the O.J. Simpson verdict is Mm -hmm. one. I remember that going on, but being a kid, I didn't understand. My wife says... That they announced the verdict during school. Yeah. And she's in an elementary school. It's like, what are you telling these grade five-year-old yeah. or whatever? It's like, they have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, how big of a deal it was. Yeah, but you don't even really. Yeah, so I, and now there's all sorts of like movies and series and stuff yeah. about yeah. it. But just hearing the podcast um there's all sorts of like true crime stuff out there too but this is a big deal and i don't know it's just a well-told story pretty much any of them are there's another canadian one about a saskatchewan farmer mercy killing his daughter i remember that so like that i had never even heard of but it's it's a really good episode and they're usually under an hour so they're pretty brief um but yeah, well produced. I think the host Kathy Kinsora or something like that. She used to be a news anchor, okay, or a reporter of some kind. So and you can so you she can knows tell. how to enunciate those words. She's pretty <laughs> clear. It's well edited. It's it's yeah. got some uh, some power behind it. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those that I don't even know how I came across it. 
but uh, I did, and I'm glad I did, and I've listened to all ten. Check it out, especially those two I mentioned. And even talking about Lion King, like, um, how I'm not even that great of a fan, Mm -hmm. but listening to it, I'm pretty sure I almost cried listening to the podcast just about the how everything was against them right like there was an earthquake and they they had to work from home because the studio was like destroyed yeah and just like all these little things and nobody believed in it they put all their like disney put all their money on pocahontas being the hit and whatever and it's just like even though i'm not i think that it's overrated just hearing that kind of underdog story it just got me in the feels so uh i so lion king came out this week yeah i just editing that side thing i was talking about the jeffrey katzenberg deal yeah i looked it up he was supposed to get like two percent of the profits of like everything he made that's insane yeah it's a lot (laughs) yeah so like i think they settled out but like i think he sued them for like 250 million dollars who knows what he ended up oh yeah (laughs) but whatever it is but then like he quit and whatever i don't i don't i'm sure you can try to find uh the exact number that they settled on but it's just like wacko money just like two percent of uh like he was at, at disney i don't know like eight years or something in the nineties. It's just like, yeah, that, that, that could go a long way. Yeah. Uh, okay. One, this is a kind of, it's called glop G L O P culture. It's, it's, a. does that stand for something? Yeah, it does. It's, a. <laughs> it's Goldberg long pot horts. So the two first two letters, is that how it is? Or just the G's Goldberg, the L-O's Long, the P's Putthorts. That's the last name of these three guys. Okay. So it's Jonah Goldberg, Rob Long, and what's what's uh, Putthorts? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> what is I don't know name? any of these people. <laughs> no. Yeah. Jonah Goldberg, they're conservative guys in the States. Don't let that scare you off. They're completely reasonable. Uh, Rob Long was actually a producer or writer on Cheers. So he's like a Hollywood guy. So Rob Long, not Rob Wong. No, not Rob Wong. (laughs) Our good friend from Sportsnet in Toronto. Speaking of newscasters. And yeah, he has a sports podcast. Uh, I heard he made a movie too. Speaking of James Bond. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think that was taped over. Uh, but no, but they, in this episode or in this podcast, they primarily talk about culture. So it's usually movies that are coming out or TV shows. So they'll talk Game of Thrones or the Marvel movies or anything big that's happening or like Hamilton on Broadway or Right, so it's just cultural stuff. So it's pretty good. They have some interesting takes. They're definitely like 50s and 60s probably, their ages. So a lot of references to the 70s. 
Uh, two of them, I believe, grew up in New York in the 70s, so they talk about Taxi Driver a lot. <laughs> it seems like every episode Taxi Driver comes up, and it's like, yeah, that, this is how the city actually was. Uh, just, like, miserable and depressing. <laughs> but, uh, so they have fairly good takes on things, and they are good because they make fun of each other a lot. Uh, and yeah, Rob Long's hilarious. It's just like when they're always talking about like their highfalutin lifestyles, <laughs> like not that they're like actually like that, but his line is like, you got the problems of the common man or the common Joe. <laughs> and like, they're talking about going to have dinner with like these billionaires <laughs> and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, Rob Long, this is more, he's really interesting because he kind of, well, not kind of, he does know the television industry, and I'm sure he knows quite a bit about the movie industry, too. So you get kind of an insider's look at, like, the business side of things and how things actually work and, like, how much it actually costs. And he's always... Uh, que- he's always questioned Netflix's business model. And, like, it's not going to last. And, like, he was saying that, well, years and years ago. Yeah. And not that Netflix is dying right now, but, like, Disney Plus just came out. And they are, like... I don't understand how they're even going now. Like, don't they have a ton of debt? (laughs) Well, debt, and then, like, that's the thing. Like, he's saying you don't own your best products, right? Like, Disney owns all their stuff. Where, like, Netflix is, like, renting the office and renting friends, essentially. Yeah. Right? And that's what everyone's watching. So, like, I guess you do have Stranger Things and stuff, but you got to make stuff that people want to see just on your... And, like, him just comparing it to network television and stuff. But then they do see quite a few movies and have a pretty good take on it. So, yeah, that, that... it used to only come out once a month, and then it's pretty popular enough that they do it every uh, t- twice a month now. And it's uh, the dynamic between the three of them is good because they, yeah, they they know each other. They're all friends, but then they can uh, rip into each other and just <laughs> make fun of each other as well. And they have some pretty good, interesting takes. And that is all on that. So, G-L-O-P culture. Sounds like a yogurt. I'm going to mention two that I'm very not familiar with, but two uh, Disney podcasts that I've recently just in trying to, again, get out there and be a part of (laughs) the podcast community, see what else is out there, and even you and I talking about certain things, just seeing about other Disney podcasts. So the first one, I won't even say much about it, but I mentioned it before. I took a, a listen to the Disney Dames podcast. Uh, I gave it a chance with a couple episodes. It's not for me. Uh, it's similar to ours, but women. So not similar at all. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe 
it would be more um, entertaining to the women folk, but and vice versa. I'm sure ours isn't that <laughs> interesting to them. I don't think ours is interesting to anybody. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to throw in that update. I listened to a couple episodes, gave it a chance, and uh, yeah, it wasn't for me. So I'm, I've been looking for another Disney podcast and in talking to someone um, from work, I mentioned our podcast to her and she said she would check it out. And if she's made it this far, shout out to Christina. Uh, she mentioned the Diz Dudes podcast, a Walt Disney World. Dot, dot, dot. I can't see the rest of what the title is because it's too long. But it's specifically about Disney World. So in just recently having my trip there and... Um, she brought up that one, uh, they're, to say they're part of a podcast network, I don't know if, it, uh, technically they are, but I think it's just another podcast that they do, just in listening to a few episodes, going back to the very first one, they're saying, oh, I'm so-and-so from this podcast, so it's two guys, and like, similar to the other one, they're not together one of them actually is in florida the other one is somewhere else in the states and uh yeah so they they have that podcast and then the capture the magic podcast is one of their other ones and then main street magic is another one there's there's a ton of stuff that they talk about, but uh, I've listened to a few with just these two guys kind of thinking, again, maybe it's similar to us, to you guys just kind of talking about stuff. They're semi, not structured, but they'll just have one kind of topic. Um, just to give you a taste, uh, one that I just listened to was their top... Uh, table service restaurants at Disney World. You would love it. I <laughs> Just would talking love about it. food and restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everything's amazing. And there's some cool experiences like the um, uh, Wagyu beef that I got to go there and have with my brother where um, they literally bring out these pieces, these small pieces of Wagyu beef. They're raw and they cook them in front of you on like a clay pot that's been heated and turned over and then mm -hmm. has some additional coals underneath and they cook it in front of you. And you get a, this is something I feel like I should give, I should gift to you just to hang on your wall. They give you a, um, they give you a meat certificate. Like I give you a certificate with the cow's like name yes. and nose print on it as part of this Wagyu beef experience. It's I feel like awesome. I should get that when I go buy steaks at the, like when I <laughs> go, go, they're just like, I was like, I'd like five of those. And they go, well, here's your certificate. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? But like, oh yeah, you earned this. I'm like, Thank yeah, this you. was, this was a wall. Jerry, the cow and you are now eating it. <laughs> Uh, and then they have, um, best buffet or family style restaurants and then best, uh, quick service. So just all stuff about the parks. They'll talk about actual attractions, um, with a segment, not a segment, but I don't know, type of episode, I guess, where, uh, keep it, fix it or burn it. Or they'll talk about, I guess, usually an older attraction 
is it worth keeping as is fixing it up or just the answer is yes get rid of it <laughs> so yeah in <clears throat> i'm not completely sold on it i've listened to a couple episodes and I, it's one of those things where it's like i know that not everyone has to have the same opinion as me but when it's when there's things it's like no you're wrong your opinion is wrong right. <laughs> like there's a couple things like that like the first one the keep it, fix it, or burn it. They're talking about the country bear jamboree. And what are they saying? Well, they they have difference in in opinions, but the one guy wants to get rid of it and doesn't have a very good reason for it. But to me, it's like that's my music, like that kind of old country. It's almost more bluegrass that they're playing, uh, folky stuff like. Yeah, it's a little creepy, the robotic bears, but, like, it's, it's not, fine. It's like amazing. It's entertaining. Uh, anyway, so just those little things, difference of opinion. Uh, and, I don't know, maybe the first one. It's only, it's not even that old, like, March 7th, 2018. That's, like, a year and a half, basically. Uh, but they have these other podcasts um, about other topics, related to Disney or even Disney world. I'm guessing I haven't listened to them, but, uh, I figured you would be interested in this. Yeah, no, I've tried to listen to a few Disney podcasts, uh, like on the parks. And then I don't even remember which one, but like one, it was just like pretentious up the wazoo yeah and this, this one's it's not too bad there's a couple points where i started to feel that way but really it's not them being pretentious it's more just the fact that they've been there so much and have done all these things and they're just talking about even the restaurants thing like oh we've we've eaten there three times and it's like you wouldn't do that in one trip. You wouldn't even do that in three trips. Right. So you have to, like the one that lives in Florida. And I think you said they go like every month, right. whether or not that's like for a week, I don't know. It could just be, let's go for a weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, it's, it's not, it gets to almost sounding pretentious, but it's almost more like must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you get to go so often or whatever. So, um, even b- before recording this, we were talking about uh, someone else that goes to the parks all the time, but it feels like they don't know as much about the movies. Right. So I almost feel like these guys, or at least one of them for sure, falls into that category where he wasn't ever a big Disney fan until he got married and his wife was, and then they started going to the parks, and then he's really into the experience. Right. So uh, a little different from me in that. It's like, no, I know way too much about movies and can quote and know things that the average even disney fan it's so weird the differences in disney fans because there are the like serious park people right like even these guys talking about restaurants they're talking about stuff at disney springs being in in this like top five or whatever the list is and it's like oh i wouldn't even thought of those as being Disney restaurants. Right. Like, I would just be thinking about in the parks. Well, Jay from Film Junk makes an excellent point. They all used to work in, uh, 
Silicon Knights uh, video game place. And then it's like, you think you're a Star Wars fan, and then you go work at a video game company, and then it's like, no, these guys are Star Wars fans, right? Like, where it's like the degree, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's a whole never, another level where, like, yeah, I love Disney and like the yeah. parks and the movies and stuff, but like, there's so much. I won't even give any time a day to like all like the children's stuff, like the Disney Channel. Yeah. There is. Not even 1% of that appeals to me, right? Like, it's just total trash and just, like, it's garbage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like when people say, oh, you like Disney, you must... And it's like, no, it's too big to like it all. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just like, I like sports. Well, yeah, but you don't... (laughs) like. I mean, there are those people where they're sports fans and they know a lot about base yeah two maybe three sports where they're really involved like i know yeah one guy i'm thinking of knows a ton about hockey a lot about football yeah and then casual it seems like he does about baseball but it's like each one has a degree and it's like so and then how much do you know about basketball right. other than you're watching sports net and they talk about everything, so you're picking up on things, but, like, how often are you watching those games? You you can't. Like, there's no. not enough hours in the day yeah. to really know everything no. about every sport. Yeah. And the same with movies. Like, you can be a no. fan of movies, but be completely oblivious to a whole genre or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah Disney has its has many different Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm a fan of the parks... And, like, Disney Plus coming out, we'll talk about, but, like, that Imagineering stuff, like, the ideas, like, people just take it for granted, but, like, it's like, no, this thing was invented, like, the idea of the actual theme park and, like, quality theme parks, there was always, like, carnivals and circuses, but it's like, this is a whole different level that they, and, like, the history of that and that kind of stuff, like, the history of the uh, park or the company like and like Walt Disney's life and animation just in general but like the live action Disney movies like not the modern ones that are all like repeats but like all of them yeah there's a few that I just happen to like it's not because they're Disney but like yeah. the Disney animation world and just animation in general I'm interested in so like it can be DreamWorks animation it's yeah. just like Disney's dominated animation for so long that you just can't ha- help but get. If you're interested in that topic, you have to, right? Like it's like I'm interested in golf, but I don't care about learning about Tiger Woods. It's just like, well, like yeah. what are you talking about? You well, have- yeah, it's the difference of I enjoy playing golf, right? But I I don't do it often, and I don't watch golf or follow any of it. That could be I enjoy watching Disney movies, and that's where it ends. Right. There's degrees, because, yeah. yeah, I'll watch a Disney movie. And, again, yeah, like you're saying, it does, it's not even just because it is Disney. No. But Disney puts out a certain quality that... For what? For cer- For almost anything. Disney Channel... I think is its own is maybe the lowest quality, but uh, I would almost say almost any animation. Yeah, there's like no, a few exceptions. Even the live action stuff. 
No, I would say any of their feature-length animation is yeah. at a certain quality. For yeah, sure. so it's not like I love it because it's Disney, but Disney is able to make these things because they have a certain power behind them. It's kind right. of like when they yeah, purchased Marvel or Star Wars. Right. These companies that movie-wise, they weren't doing much or weren't super successful. And, I mean, they had stuff kind of in the past. Now, obviously, Marvel had comics and... Certain movies did well, but it wasn't until they had this power behind them that they became this machine, yeah. <laughs> like is basically what they are. But that machine is able to pump out good quality stuff. So I don't care that some people will say that it's, I don't know, uh, not high quality or it's super processed or whatever, but... I think that they just have that power behind them to do certain things where I, it would be Yeah, I wouldn't difficult. crap on them and saying like that it's bad, but uh, by any stretch, they definitely have the power and the budgets to make awesome stuff. And you just look at like the top 10 yeah. movies this year and Star Wars will be one end game and then a couple stuff in the summer and I'm sure Frozen will be. Yeah. Right? So, like, they have huge... Like, I think they're... I'm probably getting the statistic wrong. We can find it at the end. But I think they're, like, getting, like, 30% of, like, all tick movie tickets sold. I would almost think it's probably more. You would think so, but even 30% That's of, pretty, like, yeah. everything is yeah. just, like... It's because they they will dominate the weekend that those movies come out, so they're getting right. almost a hundred percent those weekends. Yeah, they obviously don't have that much coming out, but the biggest things are definitely theirs. Yeah. So, just quickly, just because Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal. Have you ever listened to that? No. Hi, this is Hi. Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. <laughs> That is a good one. If you like movies, uh, like, and try to get out of the uh, 90s stuff, because, like, I'm definitely, like, guilty of, like, modern everything, like, after I was born type of thing. But, like, they'll mention a lot of Turner Classic movies that are actually good. Mm -hmm. And that's even Glop. Right, where you go like, oh, they're mentioning stuff and you look it up and you find it. And it's fun to find like hidden gems or forgotten things that are actually good because there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff being made now, but there's a lot of trash too. So yeah. it's like there's decades that I have not explored enough that it's just like why waste my time <laughs> on go why don't I just go back to stuff that people are highly recommending? But he uh, has a variety of guests on there. Uh, do you, you know Dick Cavett? He had like a talk show. Okay. In the yeah. like 60s, but like yeah. always like huge guests yeah. that like other people wouldn't get. Like you get Marlon Brando and the Beatles and like Orson Welles. Look them up on YouTube, but like he's been a guest on Cavett or a. Uh, godfrey and they are such great storytellers and like awesome stuff uh they had he had a uh, super dave on yeah 
and it is amazing. Like Super Days just screaming at him and like just cursing him out, like like what the hell type of podcast is this? And just like making fun of him and stuff. But they're going back and forth, and it's just like they're obviously like playing it up. They're not actually mad at each other. Is what anybody you... listening to this? Be yeah. honest. <laughs> tell me the truth. Because you, I just saw, you and Lee. No, I just saw. I just saw Gilbert to pick up a magazine. <laughs> what the. F- but like it's the these old like time Hollywood studio stories are just like insane like what people were doing and getting away with and all this stuff so yeah that one uh yeah I'd recommend excellent uh if you don't do you have any more not really no Aside from film junk, film junk, which we've mentioned tons of times right. before. Uh, do you, you have, do you have any more? Or no, we, okay. that's the, that's the only other one that I kind of listen to consistently. And yeah, you turned me on to yeah, that so one. I will give credit to my buddy, Steve, who turned me on to this. I don't even know how he found it, but, uh, yeah, just when I was getting into podcasts, he gave me this one to listen to. And this is, I don't know how many years ago now, years and years, probably, yeah, a long time ago now. So I this is 100%. It's like talking about Beauty and the Beast <laughs> as far as like favorite animation or like yeah. whatever. It's just like. I mean, it's like, what's your favorite podcast? And then it's like, oh, well, this one's good. This one's really good. I love this one. But it's like, there's no denying in the end. This one, this show is absolutely 100% my favorite podcast. <laughs> I get excited when <laughs> I see a new episode up. It makes my day. Uh, they've just started a Patreon. I dropped here. <laughs> I had to. It's just like, it's just like, it doesn't matter. I have to. I need more of their content, even stuff like they're doing Twin Peaks stuff now. I don't really have much interest in it. I don't care. I'll listen to them blab on about it. So, the premise of Film Junk uh, is, well, premise, they have three hosts, Sean, Jay, and Frank. They used to have Greg, and then he left, and Frank, they had four or whatever, but it's Sean... uh, Sean, Jay, and Frank, who are the consistent, and then they'll have like guest hosts and other people come in, yeah. and Greg will come back once in a while. But uh, like uh, Dax, who's an animator guy, and then Reed Farrington, which is like a Kramer character, almost <laughs> like it feels like almost produced, and yeah. that like this guy's insane. And I, when you first hear him, like at first, it's like I hate this guy. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was an interesting movie. Jay, have Good you watch. have you seen any early Ang Lee films? Eat Man, Drink Woman. For I've example? seen The Ice Storm. No, I met the uh, his Taiwan films. No. Any Wayne Wong film films? W A N G. Have you seen? Uh... <laughs> Just as I suspected, you did not watch any of these other Chinese films. So why the hell did you watch The Farewell? This is an American film. 
Amer- Chinese American director. Yeah. Oh, that's the reason. Oh, is it just about Chinese films? <laughs> yeah. Well, Reed, huh? have you seen it? No. How come you haven't seen it? You see all Chinese films. <laughs> I know, and I buy them too. I'll get it when it comes out in bargain bin. <laughs> but then you grow to love them. Uh, Reed said he, uh, he couldn't share an armrest with someone. Frank, well, that's I remember just his nervousness of being alive. I remember specifically... <laughs> The thing was, Frank said, six-inch armrest, easy. And he go- and Reed went, oh, five. More like five. No, Frank. No, no, no you don't understand. <laughs> Frank, Frank, no. And yeah. it's just like, he is a maniac. He is actually a character. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I always hear older people say that, like, oh, he's such a character. He's but such a like, card. No, he actually falls into that description perfectly. Yeah. Where he, yeah, he's a little off. Yeah, just like certain <laughs> examples, like he refuses. I don't think I don't want to say, but like he refuses to buy Wi-Fi or internet for himself. Yeah. So like he, he's always going to the library or the mall <laughs> to get free Wi-Fi because he knows it'll force him to leave the house because he's retired. <laughs> and it's just like stuff like that, or like he'll do, he'll phone in or like Skype in to do a podcast and. He'll do it, like, from his dad's basement or from the mall. (laughs) And it's just, like, (laughs) insane. But the regular guys, Sean kind of leads it. Yeah. Uh, And then this is one thing I wonder about ours in that, like, does the third-person dynamic make it that much better? Because, like, you'll have... You you can have one person, like, piping in and like digging into the other person Pushing while the, the yeah when the other guy's ignoring and like <clears throat> sean's kind of this it's perfect that like sean's definitely like the straight guy yeah right like well and, yeah it's all the time usually frank and jay get into yeah some disagreement yeah i've never heard sean get actually into it with yeah, an argument he'll defend the way sean talks is is kind of weird because He'll make statements and then not immediately backtrack, but he'll just kind of like already give an opposing view yeah. before someone else can. So it, it just he, diffuses everything. If you want to do a supercut, you could say, I could be wrong. Like he's constantly <laughs> saying, like he's so indifferent to yeah. like if he's right or not. <laughs> yeah, no, there are definitely times where he makes a statement and then, yeah, we'll say, I could be wrong, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something like that. Or, I don't know. You know yeah. It's just kind of like <laughs> yeah. very neutral a lot of the time. Yeah, like they address it. Like it's like they call him Switzerland. <laughs> and like even driving up here, I'm listening to it. And like one guy, they'll they'll do the star rating stuff too. Uh, and one, one of them will give a movie three stars, the other four, and sure enough, Sean's 3.5. Like, he's right in the middle all the time. It's just like... Sometimes, though, I find he will give the most surprising rating. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like he doesn't like it very much, and everyone's like three, 3.5, yeah. and he's like, I'm going to give it a four. Right. It's like, what? It didn't sound like yeah. a four when you were describing yeah. all the things wrong with it. Yeah. Or even the opposite way. It sounds like he really likes it, but gives it a low star rating. Yeah. So it's, it, not it's, fully predictable, but... No, uh, I like. I absolutely love it. Uh, 
like, like they're so self-aware, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But like they're always joking, like, "Oh, is this a bit?" Now you've uh, frequently commented on Sean and I's uh, our Canadian accents. What accent does Reed have? Canadian. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right. We all do. the The point isn't that some of us do and some of us don't. Maybe some of us have a deeper Canadian. Oh, I, I get that. I just... And it's also not. That it's a bad thing. I think the, the the thing is, most Canadians don't think they have an accent. I think can I, I, I can hear it sometimes, even though sometimes I'm accentuating for fun. It's not like... No, you're not. But anyway. When I go check it out... <laughs> well, I, yeah, when you go check it out. But even... <laughs> trust me. But I think it is close to the least accent form of speaking. Have we done this before? Have we done this bit before? Close to oh, the this least is a bit accent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like the way I feel like Jay is a perfect. Uh, he's like I get, he is older than Frank. Like they're just a little bit older than us. Like Frank, he said he's like almost forty. So like, yeah. but I feel like I not sympathize. What's the word? Relate to Frank the most because like. He's not super into horror movies and still likes yeah. Disney and stuff and like is a goof like us or whatever. But I feel like Jay's like an older brother. This yeah. I can the way Jay speaks to Frank. He eggs him on a lot. <laughs> right. It's like how my brothers will speak to me, like just like putting me in my place when I'm getting ridiculous and stuff. I know you like defending the the big no, I'm if you're, if you're going to attack someone, it's going to be the, the, the drive-in owners who are struggling to stay relevant. <laughs> don't don't attack Cineplex, the giant corporation that runs every single f***ing theater in the, 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 the f***ing country. Why don't you attack uh, your heroes, Tim Hortons, for their lack of selection every time we go there? I do. Oh, not on the podcast. I'll say it right now. <laughs> Tim Hortons, you got to get your together all i was i'm not out a is, tim horton's head yeah right mr rewards card oh, rewards. Oh, well of course yeah. if i'm gonna go there i'm gonna get rewards i love them all like at first first listening to it it's like costanza that like at first you can't stand it and then like a couple you know what i mean by that costanza thing <laughs> in seinfeld he's like uh, he's trying to get a date and a second date with a woman. So then uh, he like leaves a hat in her apartment. And so he's just like forcing him upon this woman. Yeah. So then it's like, he's like just getting into, and then like at first she'll not like me. And then he's like, he's around so much or whatever. And like at first it's just like, they would drag on about like what they watched and like, yeah, they're not even saying anything sometimes. Like I like this, I like that and whatever. And I've learned to love it because they do say stuff, not all the time perfectly, but like, it is interesting. They've given me tons of great movies to watch that I would have never known about. Yeah. Uh, tons of laugh hours and hours of stuff uh they're canadian they're like they're all over the place now but they were like originally i think saint Catharines area yeah that's one thing i was gonna say like it's very canadian yeah and i know some of the times they're playing it up yeah, yeah. but just uh jay especially <laughs> like he'll like kind of even yell it like 
calling Frank Bud. <laughs> or yeah, anytime someone says something very Canadian, then he'll just repeat it and like really <laughs> yeah. uh, put an emphasis on it. And the, like, they yeah, they joke and I love it uh, that there are things like they're like almost anti-entertainment sometimes yeah. where like the excruciating detail like that they'll go with like their star ratings those conversations i love the debates about krampus or krumpus or how to organize your blu-rays and it's just like this is insane and you can understand why it can't it can't get super popular because like no one cares. It seems like it is super popular, though. I don't know, because they joke about, like, that they've hit a ceiling. Like, that they're they're obviously successful yeah. enough, but they're not, like, huge in that, yeah. like, there's other movie podcasts that are way bigger. Yeah. In that, like, they're just, like, this niche thing. Not neat, but you know what I'm saying. Like, they yeah. almost hit a ceiling where, like there's only so many people that can listen to you talk about like French on your spines, yeah. like, and like care. And like, I do care and I love it. Like they inspire us the way we, uh, introduce our show. Like they always just say film junk, the date or whatever. My name's this, my name's that. And like, we yeah. just copied them for that. That's why I changed it for this episode. <laughs> I was going to break it. Yeah. But, uh, it's yeah, and even, to them. um, check it out. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> like that's what they'll say at the end of, uh, something they've watched and they're trying yeah, to get And it's funny it. because like, I listen to them more than I listen or talk to so many people that I know and yeah. friends and stuff. Like there'll be two hour average, probably an episode. Like sometimes I'll get up to like four hours and that's always a joke too. Like, Oh, we're running long. And it's like people that are listening to this show do not care how yeah. long this show is. It's just like yeah. the longer, the better. Uh, but it's like, I feel like if they came in here, is like, I know them so well. Yeah. <laughs> right? Where, like, they, it, it must be so weird for them when they meet people. <clears throat> but you did. Well, I met them for, like, two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but Not, not really ran into them. Like you. No, it was you, on purpose. Yeah. Did you mention Nathan this time? Not yet, but we should mention <laughs> that... Uh... Shout this, out to Nathan. Poor guy. He's getting shafted twice now. <laughs> I was checking. I was going to get to it, but yeah, shout out to Nathan. He said hi to us at the show, and he hopefully enjoyed Zimmer as well. Yeah, well, like I realized as soon as I dropped you off after Zimmer, like, oh, we forgot to mention Nathan that he stopped by. We were just rushing so much to get in everything we had to say before uh, we got to my house, which isn't that far from where the show was. Well, you just got in McDonald's. It was pretty close to that. It was, yeah. It's pretty much around the corner. And then... I was thinking, I think I might have said something at the show. Nathan spotted us. We were on the floor. Right. And he was able to get onto the floor without floor tickets, I believe. Yeah. How is this possible? Did he rush security? Did he use trickery? Maybe, Maybe yeah. Borrow tickets? I was thinking about this after. I'm like, I've never been able to get on the floor for a concert where I wasn't on the floor. What magic or sorcery was used? And then I've met Dax at uh, Fan Expo. I was going to actually ask about that because 
in that episode when he was on after Fanex where he's giving a right a rundown. And I know that he hadn't written things down with clear notes and he's just kind of naming off yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. I feel like he says Nathan yeah, he does. in the wrong context. Maybe from what I was gathering. Maybe. I, I don't I didn't re listen to it. I just listened to it once. Yeah. So I don't really remember just what he in said. Whatever it was he said, I was like, I feel like you're getting the name mixed up because I that has to be this Nathan, but in the wrong context. So the maybe it was someone else. Just one thing with that. When I introduce myself to anyone, they always hear David. Always. I always... Like, almost 99% of the time. And, like, now I'm almost, like, Nathan, like, to people. Yeah. And then it's just, like, David? And, like, I think it's just, like... I can one hear One of those we're weird... Nathan, weird. David, like, there's this... David. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- if you had a cold... And we're saying Nathan. Right. It almost sounds like a D. I don't think I have the greatest pronouncing of my own I always, um, not always, but if I'm introducing myself to someone and I say, I'm Adam, some people think I say Matt. Because it's like the I'm Matt, but they don't hear the last syllable. And this is like, Matt? It's weird. eh? Adam. And then they must be like, oh, what the? That's nothing like what I heard. But I'm Adam. If you don't hear the M part, I'm Matt. Yeah, I can kind of get it. But the other thing with Film Junk, they also have like their their empire of podcasts. I'm sure they would like that. But like they have uh, Game Junk. Yeah. Yeah, they do video games. I haven't and listened to junk. any of their other stuff because the thing is that they're so infrequent. Like yeah. ball junk, they probably do four a year, or f- five or six, and game junk. I feel like they do like one a season every three months or so. But those are, it's not always the same guy. Like Frank's on all of them, but uh, yeah, it's a variety, and they know guys from that are still into video games. Like Frank still is in the industry. And whatnot. And I am so not into video games. Like, so casual. Like, I'll go months without playing a video game. Yeah. No problem. But then I have... They are completely interesting interesting to listen to about that. Because they kind of have insider knowledge or good opinions. Because they're, like, steeped into it. Mm -hmm. So, like, and they play so much. So it's interesting, but yeah, the bits that they do, the bits, the like ongoing jokes or whatever, the guests, the everything about it, just like the monotony of the show. Sometimes <laughs> the talking about physical media and like all this stuff. I, I love it. They're by far my favorite podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I, like, years ago, not years ago, but, like, even thinking about doing a podcast at first is, like, at first is, like, I should just do, like, an after film junk podcast and analyze <laughs> the last week's show. And one thing that we should almost just steal from them is, like, they, when they do their junk mail, all the questions, Yeah, they spend some good time on it, but, like, yeah, we don't want yeah just take those questions and make it a whole episode 
yeah. <laughs> is like almost like some of them we've almost kind of done that uh but yeah they're all those emails we get right <clears throat> slow down sending us emails yeah no they're uh yeah it's good stuff and like yeah jay's <laughs> hatred for life <laughs> and stuff <laughs> at some point but like it's all in good fun or whatever and like it's uh they mentioned it when i mentioned it to them when i saw them at the uh han zimmer concert and it was just like like how much i think their show's funny i don't even think they think it's that funny like they obviously <laughs> laugh in our but like I don't even know if they know how funny they are sometimes like their sarcasm and stuff. I don't even know if Sean knows he's being sarcastic sometimes or if he's being genuine and I think he's being sarcastic, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think I ever really hear him as sarcastic. Right. But like, I feel like when he's like, maybe when it's always just like moving on, it's like, yeah, absolutely. When it's just like, you're yeah, t- you're talking about like something that there's no way you're actually interested. Yeah, no, there's yeah, I, I definitely get some of those where it's yeah, it's a little sarcastic, but it almost sounds genuine. <laughs> right, just uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> like just talking about weird things. Yeah, yeah, like everything, like Frank with his slip covers. <laughs> like I've honestly thought about like taking slip covers off my blu-rays and i have got them and like mailing them to them (laughs) just like a pile of junk um i guess one thing i was gonna say was uh for those that don't know basically they are a review movie review show yeah we didn't even first and foremost they'll do a recent like new release in theaters they'll see something review it so that's usually half the show yeah yeah, and then they'll do... And that was something that if when we were kind of talking about how easy it would be to do a podcast, it was like, we wouldn't be able to do anything like that because... No, that's dedication. To do it that consistently, like... Right, and then... I barely see new movies. If I had a reason to, like, doing a podcast, I'd try and make it work, but even still, like, every week, that's... Right, and, like, the thing is, okay... Because then you're also recording Movie comes out Thursday, Friday, whatever. You gotta record it, edit it, and get it out. Yeah. So it's just, like... It's a short period of time. Like, even some of ours, (coughs) we're we're sitting on them for a while. Yeah. And we're we're usually editing at least one a week. Well, we're posting them one a week, for sure, so... Right. There's some, though, that we've banked or whatever and much like this one will be yeah uh recorded and then kind of sits for a while and we'll get to when we get to and it's got a scheduled date there's no way we could do it anyway if yeah if we're releasing this next week like there's just it's a lot of pressure not that there's anyone out there (laughs) waiting for these (laughs) but yeah it's just well it makes you motivated to actually do yeah that's why I've always I've wanted to keep us on a schedule because if we didn't, they would never come out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. No. Exactly. But no, they're very consistent. I would say, I think they probably hit. It's like forty nine to fifty out of fifty two weeks a year. Like they'll have like maybe once in a while, yeah. 
they'll skip one but then like i feel like you can even see it in the time because it's like the next week will be like three and a half hours or whatever (laughs) where it's like they almost make up for it and then they got premium podcasts where it's like every month or so they'll do like uh like in depth on like a franchise or a director a director or genre ish thing and it's those are solid i i really like those that's one my my only beef with the show would be the that they're not obsessed with it but they're kind of obsessed with not offending not offending people but like spoilers where it's just like yeah don't like the the premiums are the best because you're talking openly about what happens. Yeah. And it's just like, not that you want to spoil the sixth sense, but like there's so much like that you're walking around and like when I've seen the movie that they're talking about, like that weekend is like, I get what they're talking about when they're talking around things. But then when they're, when I haven't seen it yet, and it's just like, oh boy, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just like, yeah. it does, it's not even sometimes completely coherent. That's my beef. They that. will have the spoiler discussion at they the will. end they sometimes. Will. Sometimes they don't, though. And I right. think that's when it's frustrating because there's some movies I know I've watched after listening to them talk. Right. And then it's like, okay, now I can go and I can listen to the spoiler discussion. Right. And so I get a little bit more out of the episode, but then there's some in my podcast app. I'll just mark them as played, even though there's about a half hour left because like, I'm probably never going to get to watch that or not anytime soon. And I don't want that just sitting there because then sometimes it's like, I'm done one and it'll just start playing another episode. And it's like, no, no, I don't want to hear the spoilers. Yeah. So you care more about spoilers. Yeah. uh, For certain things, but like most things, like almost anything, I don't care. Like, not that I'm seeking them out, no. but like I'm indifferent. But to I think it's also them. with those discussions, they've obviously saved them for a reason. It's not just an open discussion about the movie. The things that they are going to be talking about in that are potentially yeah. like the ending or. Whatever. Yeah. No, that there are some things that they dance around that it's you don't like, need to dance around. Yeah, it's like it's something that if it's not in the trailer, then it's a spoiler kind of thing. Even if right. it's like in the first ten minutes, right? Like, yeah. In Big Hero Six, the brother dies. Right. That's right at the beginning. But I feel like if they're reviewing that, and maybe they did, <laughs> they, they don't even mention that because I don't think that's in the trailer. Right. So it's like. <laughs> yeah stuff like that like you can mention certain things and guests always are the ones when there's a guest on and it's like yeah it's like really that's a spoiler like no frank is the worst for considering things spoilers right and i just feel like it's not it's not a slam against them it's a slam against people listening and complaining because yes mine is because it's just like Who's listening? Like, if you're really just, like, you want to get the essence of what they think about it, like, is that really what you're doing? Like, go read a review or, like, 
get Rotten Tomatoes if you just want to get a yeah. feel of like if people are saying this is a or good or bad. Or just follow them on Letterboxd and you get your their star reviews. Right. Like, and yeah. then like yeah. I've I, seen I, written reviews and maybe it's not as bad now but back in the day Oh yeah. It's just like they lay out the whole plot for you. Right. It's like this is what happens and blah 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 and it's like even trailers used to do that. Yeah. They no. would just show the whole movie and that's not like that's not usually the point of it. They'll save certain things, but you can watch like one of my <laughs> obscure favorites, Lady Hawk. If you watch that, it's like an eighties trailer. It just like tells you the whole story. Right. Like these little clips at a time. It's not like trailers today where it's even shorter clips that don't show you anything. Uh, give you a bit of the story sometimes, but not always. But uh, yeah, usually the film as the whole is what you're wanting to get when you're watching the movie. It's not, I'm sure they've even talked about this today. It's all about plot points. Yeah. That's what Jay talks about with TV. Yeah. They just want to know the plot. Yeah. Talking about fast forwarding or the fast play through yeah, yeah, well, Netflix. Yeah. Just want to find out what's the plot, what's the story, what happens, but there's more to movies and TV shows than that. Well, that's why, like one thing I will say, like I love red letter media. Yeah. I was, I was kind of thinking of <laughs> including them in this, yeah. even though it's not a podcast. Right. I wish they, they have, did a podcast. Yeah, I do too. They're like, they've done commentary tracks that <clears throat> I just love. Yeah. They, they almost are like a podcast. I've listened to them just without watching the movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah we've I, mentioned them everything a bunch of times before. Everything they put out. Yeah. I watch like, doesn't matter, but they, they'll get into spoilers quite soon. Usually on their half in the bags. Yeah. Which, I think is good. Like, give me, if you care, okay, say what movie's coming out. Uh, well, like when this is, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, Star Wars is coming out. I guess it would have already been out by now. Right, Star Wars came out. <laughs> Tell me in the first, like, okay, if I see it before you, vice versa, you see it, you can tell me in three minutes your feelings without spoiling the movie and then get into and let, let's get into the yeah. meat of it yeah where i think do. that's what red letter media does well where it's just <clears throat> like give the vibe i liked yeah. it i didn't like it it's good it's interesting it's worth watching yeah if they don't you, have to talk about specific scenes they but, get, and then get, get into feeling. it because i feel that's my only hiccup with film junk i feel they're handcuffing themselves yeah. Where it's like you are preventing conversation sometimes when you're not being more open. And it's not like, I'm not saying like you do it in a dumb way where it's just like every single little detail you're going to spoil. But like, yeah, there's a lot more that you can talk about, I feel. that's, And I feel like it's seeing it for the for yourself any movie should have that impact unless it's like a twist and they even debate what a twist is yeah. or whatever but like you can tell me a lot about the sixth sense right without telling me the end and i could watch it and be like oh boom like there's a lot and you don't even have to be like 
detailed, but like you could tell me a ton about and to discuss a ton about what's happening in that movie without giving yeah. The, and I feel like yeah, people's obsession with like I know you care a lot more than I do, but like you could tell me right now, you could tell me everything about the rise of Skywalker that's already come out apparently, uh, and I could care less. Like I'm just like okay, I will still see it and judge it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, it is certain things, certain types of movies. I'm trying to think of something that... Like, even Endgame, I wouldn't have cared if I knew. You kind of already know. Like, it's just like... You do, but you... There's like five options. There's five realistic options that they're going to do. It's going to be one of them. Yeah. And really, if, if a movie is your enjoyment of that movie is hinged so much on a twist or something right. being spoiled, then is it really that great? Of a I movie? can understand like not spoiling a twist, but like does Jurassic park have a twist? I, yeah. I'm trying to even think like if, you know, if Jurassic park was coming out, what would a spoiler even be? Right, you could tell me who dies and who doesn't die. That I guess. Oh uh, yeah, the, maybe I guess that's like the only thing. Sus- but like that, suspenseful things like that, but it you does can, take away some of the suspense if you know someone's gonna die or right. isn't gonna die. Right, but like the prestige, that's there. There's yeah, a, twist a twist in there. Again, yeah, yeah, but that's a twist. But like, there's so much you can talk about. Yeah, that's not wrecking. The movie the, is good even before the. Right, and the yeah. twist is revealed in the last fifteen minutes, <clears throat> like, or, or less. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just yeah. There's so many that like, you can tell me every single de- detail about so many great movies. Well, yeah, talking about the Sixth Sense, people always rag on M Night Shyamalan because it's like, oh, it's just dependent on the twist. Once you know, it's not. A good movie. Where are they talking about? It's, like, it's a great movie. Signs doesn't really have a twist. It has like a bit of a reveal. What would the, the twist end. be? The water stuff? I it guess, can't be that. Yeah, I don't know. Like what? They're, they're, well, I some people might say that the fact that there are aliens. Okay, sure. You you're not sure if it's a hoax, but it's like I'm pretty sure you know the whole time. It's gonna be that. Uh, that's the least twisty of his stuff but like even the village right is one of my favorites and even without the twist or the twist happens so early and i i kind of almost feel like not spoiling it just because if someone hasn't that is a good example of one it's like i could tell you something about it but even if i did tell you the twist i feel like it's still a great movie great performances and there's still some uncertainty okay can i talk about not the main twist the secondary twist actually i was gonna say there's really two twists okay the the twist that the creatures aren't real yeah i I would say it's the lesser one yeah so that okay i guess yeah no no okay I i don't need to backtrack anything the other one is fairly it's the third act i guess still yeah but yeah, eventually you find out the creatures aren't real. Right. Or they're they're real physical things, but they're... They're people they were, in costumes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm just Still crazy. makes it really creepy and scary. That scene, Bright Forest, 
Like, it's not even a dark forest. Yeah. It is still a scary scene. And we know that it's that's not real. a real, not, yeah, it's not a real monster. And it's just like, how is this still But then creepy? it's also one of those things where it's like, wait a minute, we know it's not real. So what the heck? There's still an element of like, is she imagining this? Right. Is that actually there? Like, it's such a well-made movie. Like, people I don't know. say that it hinges, oh, once you know the twist, it's not good. It's like, no, I rewatched that a lot. Joaquin Phoenix's performance is great. Bryce it, Dallas Howard's great. William Hurt, Sigourney Weaver, like they're all great performances and just like I, the world. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. Like it's not the people. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to pretend like, oh, I just love the village, but like the I people that it. crap on it are just ridiculous where it's just like that, the stuff that you let go on other movies <laughs> where it's just like, it's yeah. almost like let's pile on Shyamalan or something. Yeah. Like, it's just like, no, they're pretty solid. One thing I will say that is almost like a weird movie reviewer in the movie reviewer world where I pay attention to these people talking, saying that there's a twist is revealing something yeah. about the movie because there's certain things. Once I know there's a twist, I'm just looking for it. Exactly. My wife is really good at pre- what did you- she's predicted tons of movies. <laughs> As we're watching them in theaters, like five minutes into it. And it's not like, oh, he's the bad guy where it's like so laid out where it's just like, I don't know what an example of that is. Like in Wonder Woman or whatever, where it's just like, oh, they're really yeah, focusing that on is... Right. Like that's not a twist. Yeah. You could but, guess that. Pretty yeah. Easily, yeah but... It, but like, I'm trying to think of a better example, but like, she's just, she's pretty good at it. I think Frank says he has powers. My wife has powers of like predicting endings or, uh, was it, I think it was Dax. There's someone when they're talking about Spider-Man far from home. Okay. And at this point, this isn't even really a spoiler. I don't think, but, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Nick Fury and Maria Hill are not in the movie. It's, Aliens. The two scrolls <laughs> right. shape shifted as them, which is revealed at the. It's like after credits, or no, it's like the mid credit, maybe the the final ones. Actual Nick Fury. He said that he knew right away because she calls him Nick, and then in, in Captain Marvel, he, he like makes a point. Nobody calls me Nick except right. my mother or something like right. that, and it's like. I didn't even pick up on that. And I'm like one of the biggest yeah, you're not. <laughs> Marvel guys. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's right there from the beginning. It's a little, little hint. Yeah. Very subtle. And, and that probably never even happens. It's like the first line of the movie too. Um, yeah. So yeah, there are those little things where it's obvious if you're paying once attention. you know it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm trying to think of other examples, but yeah. Yeah, because the only example that I can think of, and it's not even recent, and I've already mentioned it, about Wreck-It Ralph, where you find out oh, yeah. King Candy is Turbo. But I, I figured out, like, five minutes, maybe right. ten before it's actually revealed. Yeah. But yeah. you could maybe guess it earlier on if you, you're thinking that way yeah. like for the most part you're just thinking oh this is just part of the yeah. story one nothing to do with anything else thing that 
I find interesting. I don't know. I think they've done it in a Mission Impossible. Maybe not. Where, like, they're finally doing it in these movies where, like, you think the guy in charge, like, M or whatever in James Bond, oh, he's going to be turn out to be bad. But then he doesn't. It's almost like a twist on, like, yeah. the cliche of, like, the filmmakers are finally getting around to, like, okay, this is so obvious and we've done it a million times. How about the twist is the guy that we're expecting to be the bad guy is not actually the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that I just watched something where they did that too. Right, and it's like... Where it's like, okay, you. this is the part that he's going to turn them in, right? but then does the opposite or whatever. Right. Like, are you thinking... Um, Lawrence Fishburne in the third one. Maybe. It seems like he's yeah, he against could, them, but exactly. then it's Billy Crudup. The, right. Like it, yeah. And it's like, it's like, yeah, do stuff like that yeah. once in a while. It's like, good for you, filmmaker. <laughs> Not uh, just laying it all out there. But yeah, the whole twist world and the whole spoiler world, it's just like, if you're into the movie and want to see it, shut yourselves down. I feel it's not that hard. To, like, block it out, go see it the first weekend, and you'll be pretty safe. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just, like... Even and it's like game, if you, they did the whole don't spoil the end game thing. Right. Was it, like, a week, maybe two? <laughs> number two? Uh, t- at the most, that Kevin Feige's like, okay, you can talk about it. Right. And, like, it was pretty cool that that was pretty respected. Yeah. And I didn't see much of anything maybe there was like the odd troll that did but like i saw it right away so nothing could have been spoiled for me if you're that big of a fan yeah there's reasons you can not be able to make it opening weekend or even the first week right but, but for the but most I feel part like shutting you off blind. your phone yeah is not the end of the world like it's people tape sports i did that for the first avengers i remember um, not, I wasn't going to see it right away. And I was like, I'm going to do a media blackout because I know that people are going to see it before me and I'm not going to go on social media yeah. or watch TV or look at the internet. Like, right. It, it wasn't that hard if it, being that committed to it. Uh, there's probably more spoiled for me in the trailer than anywhere else. Well, that's what I feel. Uh, I, I generally don't care about spoilers, but I do find even trailers now, like, it's always, like, a good joke or something, and you gotta put these in there to grab the crowd in, but, like, yeah, so much of the, like, that's always the standard complaint with comedies is the funniest stuff's in the trailer, so then it's just, yeah. no, the, yeah, telling people that there's a twist or whatever, it's just, like, yeah, uh, that in itself is giving expectations or whatever. So it should just, there's no perfect solution. I just think I like listening to all these podcasts, like listening to a four and a half hour thing on Batman Returns. <laughs> talk to me as if we've all seen it. Yeah. James Bondy, talk to me well, as if we've all seen it and it's great. That's what we're doing. Well, that's we're a, trying to just do either older stuff or go into it knowing that we are talking about everything. Yeah. 
don't even if you're going to listen to it listen once you've seen it like yeah. we're not even going to do that often but that's what we did for star wars which we haven't recorded yet uh <laughs> yeah we're going to talk about it we did talk about it in the past we, yeah in the future past back to the future uh yeah no for sure you just also i just want to hear people speaking of uh, time travel we've already recorded that too it's like we're in a time machine right now we're blowing minds right now check out last week's episode about time travel movies you just blew my mind (laughs) (laughs) so once again thank you to our sponsors clearly canadian uh located in richmond hill Ontario taken from the fresh springs of what was this again? Spring water sources. Nelson, British Columbia or Formosa, Ontario or other Canadian springs. Maybe a spring near you. (laughs) Which that other Canadian springs seems like such an insane (laughs) thing to say. Like, or any other water. Yeah. Like, it's from here or here or anywhere. Clearly, Canadian, we love you. I loved you 20 years ago. But I think your bottles were bigger then, so. Definitely a different shape. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting. Was that a 355 mil? 25. What? That's a rip. They definitely were at least three fifty five. Well, that's the thing that a can of pops three fifty five. Yeah. So yeah, you're screwing me on thirty liters, thirty <laughs> milliliters. Uh. So they screw you and they don't even kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors. Sorry, we butchered that ad for you. Uh, we'll read the copy better next time. Recap. Some of our favorite podcasts. Film podcasts. Film podcasts. <laughs> Art of the Score. Chewing It with Kevin and Steve. 10 minute podcast. At least the first couple years. I haven't listened past that, so don't blame me if you do and it sucks. Armchair Expert. Life is Short with Justin Long. Diz Dudes. Film Junk. What are yours? Uh, James Bonding. I was there too. Film Sack. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Rewatchables. Glop. And all these we'll put in the show notes so that you have convenient links to go and listen for yourself. Maybe we'll even try and tag these people and get them to listen to this episode and hear what we think about them because I'm sure they care. I think it's almost addicting. Podcasts, but or, to like, if I was famous, like you hear people like I don't, know. I don't listen to reviews, and it's like, but then you hear other people like cut out reviews and like in movies or even like, and uh, for motivation or fulfillment or whatever. It's like, like if I made a movie, I'd be reading reviews a hundred percent of what people thought. <laughs> Yes, we read all our reviews. <laughs> I have read all of them. Oh yeah, the other um, 
the most important podcast to plug line of sight that's right i was looking at podcasts today and i was just like should we have put something about movies or film in that title i've considered it like because does that like when you see the projection booth or film sack film junk like yeah art of the scores got like a projector not even the image necessarily the image would true that would be good too but like i'm saying even the title yeah is like originally i was well not even originally but for when i was debating what to put when (laughs) because i just kind of ran with whatever we came up with we didn't even no we were just texting and then it's like yeah that sounds good let's go with that yeah it was i was considering the line of sight film podcast right like doing all that in the name but it's like no it'll just be line of sight and then it's like should it be movie podcast after that line of sight movie but it's like it's not like line of sight is a movie and it's a podcast about that because that's what that sounded like to me like it's not top of the muffin to you (laughs) yes it is (laughs) no no it is (laughs) uh yeah so i think still for the most part it's just uh our family and friends which we very much appreciate listening to this no i think uh, we've tricked a few people into listening yeah looking at some of the plays i I know there's been like one from Mexico, a few from the States. The one from Mexico is someone's phone that is in a drug cartel. The person is long dead and they accidentally subscribed and it's still subscribing. It was uh, a James Bond-like character wanted to trick some people. So he played our podcast to make them think that there are two guys talking in a room there you to go. trick the bad guys, and it was in some foreign country. But yeah, looking at it. Mexican listener, email us. <laughs> <laughs> Mucho gracias. <laughs> Comprende. <laughs> and we've lost them. <laughs> I'm trying to see if you can tell from the app. Yeah. Oh. Bahrain? Is this a country? Do you know where that is? That's where my sister-in-law is. <laughs> That's where she's listening from. She's less than 1%, though. 85% in Canada, 7 in the U.S., 5% in Mexico. Five. I don't know if that's just number of plays or number of listeners. Because, Whatever. Uh, it's spreading. <laughs> Imagine if it got big in Mexico. Yeah, we're big in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> We should do a Mexican tour. And play us out with some mariachi music. <laughs> the Kukura! <laughs> what? Uh, in uh, a bug play? Kukura! Yeah! Ya murió la cucaracha, ya la llevan a enterrar Entre cuatro mopilotes y un ratón de sacristán La cucaracha, la cucaracha, ya no puede caminar Porque no quiere, porque no quiere
Yo, ya murió la cucaracha, ya la llevan a enterrar Entre cuatro copilotes y un ratón de sacristán Is this another bit? <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the same bit. Up for any man income. <laughs>